Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Wednesday, September 7th. On this date in 1979, a new cable network made a definite mark on the television landscape. Chances are you or someone in your family is probably hooked on it by now. Do you know which network I'm talking about? I'll have that answer coming up. But first, let's switch over to the weather and check out the forecast from the Live 5 First Alert Weather Center. And good Wednesday morning to you. Meteorologist Joey Sylvan here with a look at your forecast on your Wednesday. Take advantage of the dry weather Wednesday as we do expect a dry start this morning. Lots of sunshine, warm, muggy, turning hot and humid in the low 90s. Just a small chance of rain through the afternoon early this evening. Later in the evening, overnight and into tomorrow, the rain chance does start to go up. Scattered showers and storms possible on Thursday. And then we'll see some unsettled weather. It looks like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, both the morning and afternoon chance of some showers and storms out there. More clouds that will bring down the temperatures. Highs this weekend in the low to mid 80s. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast from the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Morning Y'all is sponsored by MUSC Health. Join a team that's changing what's possible. MUSC Health is hiring for all locations and various positions, including radiology, path and lab, maintenance, and a number of other professions. Find out more about the competitive pay rates and benefits or review a more comprehensive list of current openings at muschealth.org slash careers. MUSC Health, changing what's possible. Now let's check your morning headlines. This just in. Officials say the Berkeley County Sheriff's Office deputies have arrested a man connected to a July shooting in North Charleston. On July 22nd, North Charleston police say they responded to a reported shooting on Forceman Street just after 2.30 p.m. When they arrived, they found a teenager, 16-year-old Kamari Davis, suffering from gunshot wounds. According to police, Davis was transported to MUSC where he later died. After that shooting, a warrant was issued for Dontre Alston. North Charleston police say he was taken into custody yesterday by deputies and charged with murder, attempted robbery, and possession of a deadly weapon. New this morning, the Colleton County Sheriff's Office is asking for the public's help in identifying a murder suspect. Want you to take a look at your screen. Deputies say the man you see right here is responsible for the death of a Cottageville man. Deputies say the person forced his way into the victim's home around 11 a.m. yesterday. They say he then shot and killed the victim. The suspect is a heavyset white male with facial hair as well as tattoos. Now, deputies say that suspect stole the victim's vehicle. A 2011 Honda Accord and left the scene. That car had a South Carolina plate number UXD 445. Anyone with information is asked to call that number that's listed right there on your screen. Charleston police are investigating after a cyclist was injured in a crash in West Ashley. That crash was reported around 10 o'clock last night on Ashley River Road near Planters Trace Apartments. Both sides of the road were blocked for a couple of hours but have since reopened. The cyclist was taken to MUSC with serious injuries. The Charleston Police Multidisciplinary Accident Investigation Team was on the scene of that crash. Charleston Police say they will release some more details this morning. 
Well, Charleston police are searching for a person who robbed a bank. Police responded to the Pinnacle Bank on Folly Road just before 11 o'clock yesterday morning. An unidentified man showed a note to the teller demanding money. Police say he got away with an unknown amount of cash. There were no weapons involved and no injuries. Now, employees at the bank engaged that holdup alarm and officers were able to respond quickly. After a double shooting injured two people at a Ladson DMV, Berkeley County deputies say they found the suspected getaway car and have identified the owner. The suspect, however, is still not in custody. Deputies responded to the DMV off College Park Road after a shooting was reported around 1.30 yesterday afternoon. Sheriff Dwayne Lewis says the incident began as an argument between two people in the parking lot. The argument eventually moved inside where the suspect reportedly went after the victim and opened fire, hitting a second victim. Both victims had non-life-threatening injuries. This is a developing story. We will continue to update you as more information becomes available. Downtown businesses could have to close earlier. It's a real possibility for some bars and restaurants in downtown Charleston, but only if they violate proposed new protocols. Anna Harris was on King Street last night where five people were shot outside a bar just this past Saturday. She has updates on what committee meetings decided. These streets were packed with bar goers this past Saturday, and city leaders are saying that the crowds are being held accountable by the bars they go to. That's why possible amendments to the late night ordinance will further hold these establishments accountable and help keep criminals off the streets. The current discipline process requires four violations before a business would face a year long suspension. To prevent further crimes, however, members from the License and Public Safety Committees are trimming that disciplinary process to just three steps, meaning it would take one less violation for a business to face a year-long suspension. For a business to receive a violation, they must not be following the current rules of the ordinance. Under the ordinance, a business must follow occupancy and noise guidelines, just to name a few rules. City officials say about 98% of businesses have put in great effort in following the rules, but others have violated occupancy guidelines guidelines and are attracting underage drinkers and gang members. We want to make sure everybody's checking for underage drinking. Yeah, we want to make sure um, the timeliness of uh, closing down happens the way it should. Uh, we want to prevent illegal activities from happening in our city. That's the bottom line. Mayor Tecklenburg says these amendments will go to city council next Tuesday and then a second and third reading that will hopefully pass into law. The city will not be naming any specific establishments right now, but they will be holding them accountable. In downtown Charleston, Anna Harris, Live 5 News. Today, the full Senate will begin debating a bill that would ban nearly all abortions in South Carolina. This comes after the state's Senate Medical Affairs Committee voted to remove exceptions for rape and incest from the proposed ban. Some senators argued the rapist's penalty is being put on the baby if the mother gets an abortion. But other senators worried about what would happen if their own kids were raped. If my 12-year-old daughter got raped and my 12-year-old daughter became pregnant, this amendment takes away my right to counsel her. It takes away the physician's right to counsel her. It takes away the priest's right to counsel her. It takes all choice away. We've moved past the point of understandably associating the trauma with the child. And now we are to the point of we are transferring the penalty for the criminal liability from the rapist to the baby. 
Last week, the House passed the bill, which included exceptions for rape and incest victims, but only before 12 weeks of pregnancy. The bill also allows abortions when the mother's life is at risk. A Richland County judge has ruled that firing squads and electrocutions are unconstitutional forms of punishment in our state. Now, the judge was ruling in a case involving four death row inmates. The judge found that the state's use of those types of punishment is in violation with the cruel, corporal, and unusual punishment span in the Constitution. Now, one of the inmates was set to be the first person executed by firing squad since that option was added. The Charleston County Public Library System, they're celebrating library card sign-up month. Officials say their goal for this campaign is to get the word out to new and existing Charleston County residents about the power of your public library card. Lauren Quinlan joining us live. And Lauren, you spoke with library officials who say some people already have a card and they might not even know it just yet. That's right. Charleston County School District student IDs also double as a library card so they can access homework helping tools from the comfort of their own home or they can go into their local branch. The Charleston County Public Library and has joined the American Library Association and others nationwide for this month's campaign. Angela Craig with CCPL says this is a time to remind the community that a library card is the first step toward academic achievement and lifelong learning. Craig says the library is more than a place for books, but a gathering space for the community that evolves and grows with them. Starting in 2020, they adjusted their model to fit the times. With a mobile library, drive-up book pickup, and an online presence, Craig says the community still utilizes these services because they are so accessible. Through a partnership with the Charleston County School District called L Squared, any CCSD student can use their ID as a library card to access any services they provide, from checking out a laptop, a hotspot, or a book for class. Craig says many don't know about this partnership and would like to see more students access it. When they go to our branches, they can check out books, they can log on to the computers, they can attend all of our programs and that, you know, you don't have to have a library card to attend a program, but we do hope that you get one because we would just love to be able to give you more access to our expanded resources. If you are a CCSC student looking to activate that card online or someone just interested in getting a library card, if you click on this story on live5news.com, there will be more information on how you can get that. Reporting live in downtown Charleston, Lauren Quinlan, Live 5 News. Well, tonight, the James Island Public Service District is holding a community meeting to address replacing a fire station. James Island Fire Station 2 has been in commission since 1964, and the fire chief says it's time for an upgrade. Molly McBride joining us live from James Island. And Molly, what else did the chief have to say about tonight's meeting and beyond? I spoke to Thomas Glick, the fire chief of the James Island Fire Department, who says he encourages the public to come and see the station for themselves at tonight's meeting. The station is located near the intersection of Harborview and Old Plantation Road, right across from the Harborview Presbyterian Church. It's been up and running for nearly 60 years and is now serving a much larger community than it was originally intended to. Glick says replacing the station would allow them to fully staff it with the correct amount of firefighters. Because of its tight quarters, he says having four firefighters staffed at once is a tight squeeze. Overall, Glick says they need an up-to-date technological building that will be able to serve the needs of the community for hopefully another 60 years. And he hopes tonight will demonstrate this need to the community. 
Well, we're hoping that the community can come out and see the state of affairs of the building and we get their support because it's going to be up to the taxpayers to support a brand new fire station. The meeting is tonight at 630 at James Island Fire Station 2. Fire staff and architects will be on site to answer questions or address concerns at the meeting. Reporting live in James Island, I'm Molly McBride, Live 5 News. It was on this date in 1979 that the Entertainment and Sports Programming Network signed on for the first time. You probably know the network by its initials, ESPN. So happy 43rd anniversary. Celebrating birthdays today, singer Gloria Gaynor is 79. Actor Corbin Burnson is 68. Pianist Michael Feinstein turned 66. And comedian Leslie Jones is 55. Thank you again for joining us for Morning Y'all. From Live 5 News, I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all. Produced every weekday morning and sponsored by MUSC Health. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or listen anytime at live5news.com slash podcasts. And download the free Live 5 News app for your mobile device for the latest local news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.